Hey, long time no talk. One of us is sick. Maybe two of us. Who knows? Not for me to say. Um, so I haven't done a show in a while. I hope I haven't left you with too much emotional scarring from the last episode I did. And if you missed that episode, it was called The Robe. And the reason it was called The Robe is because, uh, my mom is inappropriate and wears particularly small clothing items in public. So take a listen to that one, would you? It's a, it's a deuce. It's a real deuce. Ah, oh, mercy. Okay, so when I left you last, actually, you know what? Let's do some pop, pop culture stuff right now. Bruce Jenner has come out as Caitlyn Jenner and, uh, Sure, you know, I'm all for that. You know, be who you feel you really are inside, you know, no limits. Um, Be your true self. Okay, that's all I've got. It's really upsetting to me how attractive I have found Bruce Jenner in these photos. He's kind of done like a Marilyn-esque on the cover. He's in like a white, I don't even, what is that even? It's like a bathing suit kind of with like a, I'm a lesbian. Listen to me trying to describe what an outfit looked like. He's wearing like a like a tank kini kind of, and the top is kind of like corsety. Um, I don't know how to describe it. Google it. He's on Vanity Fair, and then I, he's in another shot in kind of like a really long T-shirt or a dress. I don't know what the fuck he's wearing, and uh, he's on the laying on the couch, and his MacBook is open, and his legs are a little askew, and you can kind of see panties and that's one of the few times i will use the word panty because it's a disgusting word but it absolutely applies in this case he can have that word i am not interested caitlin jenner you you keep it you you go girl as the 90s ricky lake and me would say i had a crush on ricky lake once which is really weird to say and um when i was pregnant just to totally change topics, I'm going to write down Jenner. How can I forget? Because that photo is burned into my mind. Um, when I was pregnant, I watched Ricky Lake's, what was it, documentary or whatever. It's called The Business of Being Born and how the statistics on C-sections are really high in the States. And they basically made it seem like, oh, your doctor wants to get his golf game. So he's just going to cut you open and take your baby out because he doesn't want to wait for you to push. And stuff, which is fine, whatever, what do I know? I'm not a doula. I don't know anything. Uh, so I felt really violated by that movie because I had a crush on Ricky Lake in her fat days when she was doing her Ricky Lake show, which kind of devolved into men standing up, well, people standing up and just being really, really insulting to whoever was on the stage. And that's what kind of happened to the Jenny Jones show too. And I really enjoyed watching Jenny Jones because she was a comedian. She was actually pretty funny. She'd go up to somebody and they'd be like, oh, me, 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 when when she came around because they had something to say. And she'd look at them and she'd be like, are you going to say something nice? And then they'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he'd be, (laughs) he'd stand there and say, you look like a bitch. And that, she's like, you didn't say anything nice. That wasn't nice. Poor Jenny Jones. Is she dead? Somebody, somebody do some research on that. I'm not too sure. Um, right. So Ricky Lake, back to Ricky Lake. God, I'm so tired. I haven't slept in like four days. So if you're wondering why the rambling and nothing's really connecting, that's why. So Ricky Lake, yes, I'm watching the business of being born and I did have a crush on her until I saw her naked. Yeah, that's right. She's naked in that, in that documentary. 
And I feel like I should have been forewarned. I wasn't ready. She was pregnant naked and I was not ready and I did not enjoy it. I feel there should have been a disclaimer. And uh, yeah, so that's burned, burned into my memory. Now, what does that have to do with Bruce Jenner? I don't remember how those two stupid things were connected. Anyway, Bruce Jenner is lovely. Oh, sorry, Caitlin. Caitlin Jenner is lovely. And uh, I don't know, should I just kill myself then? That a formerly tall, skinny white guy with a penis is more attractive and shapely than I am. Like I should just do myself in right now, right? Anybody wanna do some cutting? I have to bring an ax. God, my gunt. Okay. So I just wonder how much of that is airbrushing though. You know, he wasn't that pretty when he was on, the fuck show was he on even? I don't even know. He wasn't that pretty then. Photoshop is an amazing thing. All right. Anyway. Okay. I was in the midst last episode of telling you the, the story about where my keys went. Now, let's go back. Uh, That's a Wayne's World reference for my 90s babies out there. Look it up. It's kind of a shitty movie, but for the time, I mean, it was entertaining. It was, it was campy. Okay. Also, just so that you're warned, um, Mike Myers takes his shirt off in Wayne's World, just so, just so you know, okay? All right, so I'm at my mom's house. Uh, my niece is helping me shovel, and her mom, my sister, Genealogy 101, had purchased a wheelbarrow, burrow? No, wheelbarrow from Walmart, except she decided to go at the last minute when they had closed down the garden station. So they were left with the only wheelbarrow that the worker had left. So he wheeled it out, gave it to them and ran away. They bought it to help because my mom has a wheelbarrow and we needed two because by the time it would take me to fill one or half fill one, my niece would have come, like it was, there was a system, we needed two. And my sister is famous for returning shit anyway. Like she'll use it for whatever she needs it for and then just returns it because nobody even gives a shit. Nobody asks. The people of Walmart are uh, not a very observant people for the most part. So, and plus I think they're just kind of fighting their way through month after month of family tax day and income tax and GST and they're just surviving, man. They're just surviving. So they don't ask questions. So she went home with this wheelbarrow and I thought, good, great, way to be proactive, get shit done. That's great, that's what we need around these parks, that's what we need. Except, uh, I don't know if you can hear me rubbing my face from the irritation. She didn't, she didn't check the wheelbarrow at all. I mean, there aren't many components to a wheelbarrow. There's like, you know, the baskety part and the handles and the tire, right? Right, yeah. She just, she just took it. And I can understand that. I mean, perhaps the assumption is that the tire should be a little bit flat. I don't know, maybe. Okay, sure, let's go with that assumption. That's fine. So they go and fill it up at a gas station thinking that'll fix the problem. Great, really appreciate that they even tried to do that. And then the next morning comes and my niece is ready, bright and early. She's do, ready to do all the demanding physical labor. And we look at the wheelbarrow and it's flat. And she's like, we filled this up at a gas station yesterday. And I was like, okay, all right, no problem. Cause my friend Buster a million years ago gave me a little air compressor that you put into your lighter thingy in your car 
and it starts up and it fills up air and tires. And thank God, because I've used that thing, I don't know how many times, probably like a hundred times by now. So I was like, oh, we'll just, we'll just hook it up to that, no problem. So I put it in, I click the car on, it starts going, fill up the tire, no problemo. Great. And I don't know, 15 minutes later, it's, it's fucking flat again. Super, super. It's just one of those irritating things that, you know, every 15 minutes, because like, otherwise it's like trying to slog through quicksand. I'd imagine pushing that thing. Because my niece is like, you got to put way less or we got to fill the tire, man. I can't, I can't push this thing. And I was like, okay, well, you're the muscle of this situation. Because I broke my arm, shoulder, so I can't do anything. I can only shovel with my left hand. I'm pretty, pretty fucking useless here in this situation. Great, great. Okay, so we continuously do that about, I don't know, three, four times an hour. And we did, we did all we could that day. It's like 2.30. My kid is like way past nap. And my mom is slowly driving me crazy. And I know when it's time to leave, when I ball up my fists and I talk through my teeth. Like, that's when it's just time to leave. Because, I mean, why stay? If you're that angry and bitchy, go home. Like, just go home. That's what I've learned. I mean, I try to stay, but it's like I'm not good company if I'm angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. And uh, it's really not good for anyone. So I decide it's time to go. I'm sweaty. I'm tired. It's just been a long day. My kid's fucking annoying. And it's just, it's time to go home. So I load everything into the car. I get my kid into the car. And then I go into my pocket for the keys to start the car. They aren't in my pocket. Okay. Now I'm starting to get really mad because I'm like, okay, where the fuck are my car keys? Because we had taken Max the dog, the very expensive dog, for a walk. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I remember, I must have had them in my pocket then. Because I remember be being mindful of not pulling the keys out when I took the dog bag out to pick up the dog shit. So I'm like, fuck. So I go inside, I'm like, I can't find my keys. Do you see my keys anywhere? And that is like, it's like, it's like the time when I am incredibly funny or people really enjoy laughing at my misfortune but it's also the most irritating time to laugh at my misfortune because I'm in the middle of it I'm sure when the time passes it's like ah, ha, 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 ha. and I'm not like super stressed out but I'm agitated because it was time for me to leave about half an hour ago so it's 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 half past time it's a little fucking late. I'm already agitated enough. I'm worked up enough. It's time to fucking go home. And my mom's like, what are you looking for? I'm like, my keys. Well, I don't know where they are. I'm like, I, I know you don't know where they are. Have you seen them? And her extent of helping me look is lifting a foot up and looking down the couch. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. No, don't sit up or anything. I'd hate to, hate to put you out. That's cool. You just, you just lay down. You need some R&R. I mean, you've only been laying down for eight hours now, so that's cool. Don't want to stress you out. And then my sister starts, well, where do you think you could have left them? Okay. Why? Why? Why do people do that? Where was the last place you had them? Like, you know, why do we do that as people? Can we all just collectively stop fucking doing that? I know you don't want to stand up and help me look. And I know you think maybe backtracking is going to help me, but all it does is make me violently angry. Like, fuck, if I knew where they were, wouldn't I be fucking holding them? 
don't you think they'd be in my fucking hand? So I'm, I thought to myself, okay, the last time I remember them was in my pocket while I was going for a walk with Max. And maybe I wasn't so mindful when I took the dog bag out to pick up the shit. And so I, I said, okay, I'm just going to go for that walk again. And they watched my kid. <clears throat> pardon me. Pardon me. Okay. So no, so no, oh, fucking Canadian. Pardon me. Okay. Let's, let's just trudge on from this. So no, it's hot. Oh, I did it again. Fuck. Do I always sound like that? Is that how I always say now? Or am I just tired? Anyway, whatever. Fuck, have it. I'm Canadian. Fuck off. No doubt about it. Okay. I'm walking down the street. It's fucking hot. I'm tired. I am fucking ready to go home. And now I'm really irritated at myself. Because how did I let this happen? How did I manage to fucking do this? I'm not, I'm usually not so spacey, but I was just, I had been up since like 5.30 thinking about all the work I need to do that day and how I was going to do it with one arm and whether or not we were going to get it all done and when was it going to rain and like, meh, meh, meh. Like I'm the kind of person who will sit and fester about stupid things for hours, hours and hours and hours. Even if the stupid thing that I need to get done would take half an hour, an hour, I'll sit there and think about it for hours and then not do it. That's the fucking retard I am. Just so you know, okay? So I had been up early that morning and I'm just ready to go home. I was ready to go home long ago. Half an hour ago, as you might remember. Walking down the street, there's no shade. It's fucking hot. I'm fat. I'm wearing all black. There's nothing going in my favor. And I'm walking and I'm scouring the ground. And in between scouring, of course, I have like the recall of a fucking goldfish. So I start texting Sarah and... uh I was like, uh, I can't find my keys. I've lost them outside somewhere. And she, she's, okay, look, I'm not saying that she's a shitty person or anything. I don't want that to come across at all. And keep in mind my extremely high state of agitation. And uh, she wrote back, um, oh, you can't find your keys at all? Double question mark. And I just wrote back, that's a stupid question. And I know I'm being a bitch or whatever, you can take her side if you want to, but is that not a stupid fucking question? You can't find them at all? It's like, no, I found the key ring and the key chain, just not the key. Like, what do you mean at all? Like either you found them or not. Like there's no middle ground, fuck's sakes. Sorry, okay, I'm sorry. No one is perfect in this situation and you're gonna find out why in very, very, very soon. Uh, okay. So I keep walking, I keep walking, and then I start going on Facebook, and then it's like, retard, you're supposed to be looking at the ground. And I have probably stopped looking at the ground for about a minute and a half, because I'm texting, I'm going on Facebook, I've just let my mind fucking wander, because I'm an idiot, and I forgot my agenda, and I had one fucking job, and it was to look for the keys on the ground. The keys are not in my phone. The phone is not going to hold the solution to my fucking problem here, Okay. So I'm walking along, walking some more, sweat stripping down my back. But look, I'm not the person I was five years ago. The person I was five years ago would have screamed and ranted and raved and freaked the fuck out. But it's going to be okay because worst possible case scenario, my sister puts the car seat in her car and she drives me home. I get my spare set of keys and pick up my car later. Not the end of the world. Really fucking annoying, but not the end of the world. Super. So I walk around and I get to my mom's house and I'm totally fucking defeated. So it's like, okay, 
next, you know what, next project. So I start taking the car seat out. I go inside. My sister's like, did you find your keys? And I'm standing in the hallway gritting my teeth and I am double flipping her off into the mirror and like grinding my teeth. And I'm like, no, didn't find them. Oh, that's weird. I wonder where they went. Hmm. Yeah, me too. Isn't that something? That's weird. Yeah, great. So I get in the car and I'm starting to unbuckle all these buckles. And like, if you're a parent, you know that they are fucking annoying because you've got to really get, cinch them in there tight, right? So trying to pull them out is frustrating because you've got to really dig in there and like to loosen the seatbelt thing, you've got to fucking be an expert at origami or something because you've got to like grab the strap and kind of like push this, push this like clip thing in and fish the fish the strap out of the buckle thing and then pull it's like not a job for fat thumbed me for good old fatty banana fingers it is not a job for me I am not and I also my arm hurts so it's not like a cinch okay it's not happening in a flash and I'm sweating and the car is even fucking hotter than it is outside and I just I just I don't know what I did in my life to have this happen to me even though I've done it to myself, I'm just agnostic enough to believe that some negative force has punished me with this. Okay, good. We're good. Get the car seat out. I transfer it. I grab my backpack. I throw it in the car. I'm just about to get everything in my sister's car. And then I turn around and I see the fucking wheelbarrow. And I was like, oh my God. The fucking wheelbarrow. Are you guessing where my keys are now? I open the front door to the car. I lean my head in. I reach up. And my keys are in the fucking ignition. They're in the fucking ignition. Fuck. Cunt. Bitch. <sighs> okay. Now all at once, at once I knew, I knew at once, at once I knew, I'm an idiot. Okay? Like, let's all just collectively have a little giggle at the dumb, 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 dumb dyke. Because this is my fault, and I'm so relieved that I found my keys, and I'm so excited that I don't have to look for them, and I don't have to replace the keys. Great. So I grab them, and I try to turn the car on. Nothing fucking happens. You know why? Do you know why? Let me tell you why. Because I left the car in that fucking weird state where the battery's on and the radio's on and the air conditioning's on and everything's on. My battery's dead. My battery's dead. But no fear. No fear. Don't worry about it. I'm just lesbian enough to boost my car. I was like, great. This is a challenge. I can do this. Go on my back. I've got booster cables for dummies. And that, my friends, is a blaring understatement at this point, okay? So I go in my trunk and I get them out. And how the booster cables for dummies works is um, all, the, all the cables are black. There's no red and black cables. They're all black for whatever reason. And uh, it's got this part in the middle. So you've got the cords hanging out. There's four cables on either end of it. And in the middle, there's a yellow console type thing that has two yellow lights and a green light. Now the two yellow lights indicate whether or not your connections are made appropriately. 
So one yellow light is for the car that's working. One yellow light is for the car that's not working. And the green means go. It means all your connections are good. Proceed. Which is great, except it's like really sunny and I can't quite see the lights. But when I try to shade it, I can kind of see that the one yellow light is on. Only the one. And I'm trying to use my powers of deduction, which are invisible. I don't have any to figure out what the fucking problem is because I followed the instructions that came with the booster cables for dummies, for me. I am why there are for dummies because I am the kind of person who will electrocute themselves. That's who I am. That's what happens because car batteries are a big deal, really strong, lots of electricity running through there and I'm pretty dumb and flabby and I'll fry up in a heartbeat. So I'm why there are booster cables for dummies. So. I can't figure out what the problem is. I followed the instructions on the piece of paper that came with the dummies, dummy cables, right? And it said to pick a shiny surface for the car that's not working and to attach your cable to that because something about if it's not on the battery, right, it could create a spark and cause a fire. And I don't really want that, you know? I mean, not that battery acid could possibly make my face any worse, but I don't exactly want to, to do that and go through that stuff. So... I'm trying to figure everything out and it's not working and I've got my ground connected to my car to the frame of the car like it suggested so I was like okay so I try to turn it on nothing but the radio would kind of turn on so I thought okay maybe it just needs a minute and I'm sitting in the hot hot car in the hot hot sun and it's pretty great and it's not working and I tried a couple minutes later still nothing so I thought okay fuck it I'm going to call the Nissan roadside assistance plan that I've paid for to see if they can help me out. Because if it's free, why not? Like, why make this any harder on myself than I actually have to? Than I already have, really. And uh, I called the lady up and she's like, and how are you today? And I was like, uh, does anybody who calls you have a good day? Is anyone having a great day when they're talking? Like, I don't know why you even ask. They should be like, and how miserable are you? Yeah, oh, oh, that's too bad. So I told her what happened. And I told her that I'm having great difficulty boosting my car. And she was very sympathetic, really concerned. Very nice woman. Very nice. She was very concerned. And she told me they would be out there to service me in 50 minutes. And I was like, 50? Like five zero? And she's like, yes. I said, that's the best news I've heard all day. Because I thought it was going to be four or five hours before they could get to me. 50 minutes was pretty good. So I said, thank you very much. Maureen, you've really made my day fantastic. Thank you, Maureen. Thank you so much. And I got off the phone with her. And just for shits and giggles, you know, I went back inside to be tortured by my family yet again. And I told them I've called Nissan. And they're like, oh, good. I said, I'm just going to I'm just gonna sit outside by myself. Can you guys watch my kid? Yeah, no problem. Great. So this is when I start Googling how to boost your car. Because I thought, you know, whatever. I've got, I've got 5, 10, 50 minutes approximately to figure this shit out. So I look and Part Source, which is a Canadian company that sells auto parts, has an instruction on how to on how to do it. So here's the part. Um, okay, so the cables must be connected in the exact order listed below. Okay, let's listen to that. Connect one end of the positive cable to the positive post of the dead battery. Okay, right. So the other end of the positive cable to the positive post in the good battery. Connect one end of the negative cable to the negative post of the good battery. Connect the other end of the negative cable to a good, solid, shiny, non-painted, 
non-painted metal part of the engine on the dead car. Right. I put, see, because the, because the, the dummies, uh, the, the cables for dummies didn't specify non-painted, you see. So, I mean, the for dummies part really should have tipped people off uh, of the, the amount of mechanical intelligence the people buying their products have, which is none. Which, you know, they're in the for dummies, right? I really could have used that information because when it told me to find a shiny part of my car, metal part, oh, hang on, I'm getting a phone call. Very important, hold on. Okay, pardon me. That, uh, that was just a lady confirming the mammogram I have to take my mom to. Oh, the hijinks we're going to have getting that mammogram. Oh, mercy. Oh, man. I don't know. And her response to having to go to all these appointments, why are they not letting me die? Why they make old lady go? It's like, well, you've got to get your boobs squished. Why? I'm old. Yeah, I know. I'm aware. You keep fucking telling me you're old. Okay, anyway, back to the for dummies. So it told me to pick a shiny part of my car, a metal shiny part. So in my mind, the frame is metal and shiny. Didn't occur to me that the paint would somehow interfere because I thought it was metal. And uh, yeah, for shame. So I read this and I'm thinking, oh, non-painted, non-painted. Lisa needs braces. Dental plan, Lisa needs braces. So I was like, okay, all right. So I head over there and I unplug the uh, cable that's attached to my frame. And I'm like, fuck it, I'm putting this on the fucking battery. I don't know where else it's supposed to go. So I put it on the battery and I cross my fingers and I get into my car and I'm like, Jesus, please, Jesus, please. Jesus, please. Mama needs a brand new pair of shoes. So I turn the engine and it fucking started. It fucking started. And I was like, yeah, I'm a mechanic now, kind of. Yeah, I'm a doctor. I think I can cure cancer. That's how high I was off my <laughs> basic knowledge, car boosting extravaganza experience. Now, let me tell you, Okay, let me tell you, I, uh, it was almost worth the death march looking for my keys and the aggravation and the moving of the car seat and uh, the wanting to throttle my family for this moment. I was uplifted. It was like I, I had a sense of accomplishment. I had done it. I had done one of the most basic, <laughs> stupid things a person can do with a car. But I did it. There was a problem. Yo, I solved it. Check out the hook while my DJ revolves it. Ice, ice baby. Too cold. Too cold. I don't know what show this is anymore. I'm just telling you, dude, when that car started, I was on top of the world. It was, it was a great moment in my life. Really pathetic, I know. But for me, it was an accomplishment. Oh, did I strut around that car? I was peacocking around that car like you would not fucking believe. It was embarrassing. I was like thumping my chest, like <laughs> remembering Castaway when Tom Hanks makes fire and he's all like, I, I made fire. I have made fire. It was me, except it was a booster cable and okay. All right, well, that's the story of where the keys went. Funny, funny story. Good times, good times. I hope when you play along at home, when you listen to this, you think about, cause like, I wonder where a normal person would have been like, oh, hey, I used the compressor. It's probably in the ignition. Yeah, you probably would have done that an hour before I did. And then even if it got to the point where you had to boost your car, you'd be like, oh, 
I know. You just don't attach it to a painted surface. No prob. <sighs> yada, yada, yada. I had to call Nissan back and I was very uh, cocky on the phone. I said, I'm going to now become the person who pulls over when there's a car on the side of the road. And I said, I don't care what the problem is with that car. I'm just going to boost it. That's what I'm going to do. Just going to boost it. Yeah, no matter the pro flat tire. Oh, I'll boost your car for you. It doesn't need a boost. That's okay. I'll do it. I can handle it. That's what I do. That's my job. Okay, let's talk more about cars with tails, okay? Because someone else needs to talk here for a while because I'm a little too awesome. What song is that? The Merry Old Land of Oz. I don't know what's wrong with me. I haven't slept. I've been doing a lot of NyQuil. Yeah, a lot of NyQuil. Weird shit happens to me on NyQuil. Don't like it. Do not like it. Okay, hang on. Tails, Tails. Sorry, Tails. Here she comes. Hey, what's up? It's Tails. Long time no talk. The only reason why I haven't said anything in is because I just, you know, live a very boring life. Uh, nothing new ever happens. Uh, the newest thing to happen is, well, do you remember how I told you that um, I was going to do my road test and have my license and just sit on it and collect merit year after year after year? Well, pretty much the day after that that episode aired, uh, I got a phone call from my mother who's moving to Texas with her boyfriend who lives in Texas, whatever. And, uh, yeah, she's like, so, how would you like to have my, uh, car? And I'm like, uh, I, I don't know, like, can I store it somewhere? And she's like, well, if you don't want it, then you don't have to have it. And then I started thinking, called her back, and I was like, well, I guess I don't have to buy a car, I don't have to pay for a car, I don't have to go look for a car. She's just gonna give me a car. And she just got, uh the oil changed and the fluids checked and all this crappity crap crap. So I pretty much got pressured into having a car. Now, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do. Like, downtown, there is no parking. It's, for one of our parking lots down here, it's, I looked into it, it's 200 bucks, $200 a month. Who the fuck has $200 a month to spend on parking? Not this bitch. Not this bitch. Like, where am I? What am I gonna have to do? Am I gonna have to like drive it to like a residential? Whoa, that way I went really southern there for some reason. And I don't know what's wrong with me. It's been a long day. Okay, <clears throat> I'm gonna have to like drive my car to a residential area, and then bus home, and then to go back to my car, bus to my car, so that I don't have to pay for parking downtown. Ridiculous. I don't know what I'm fucking gonna do. I wish I had wings or something. I could park it on my roof. Uh, we got like a hundred people living in my apartment building and there's 10 spots and they're reserved for like the next four years. So that's fucking helpful. I hopefully won't be in the city at that time. Um, anyways, so after that very stressful driving lesson with that very stressful East Indian woman, um, I, uh, I haven't gotten back behind the wheel of a car because she, Raised my anxiety so high. I was sweating like crazy. I was so rigid. Like, I was stiff. I, I was focusing way too hard on making her not yell at me. And, like, I'm not a bad driver. There's nothing really wrong with my driving. I'm just intimidated by other vehicles. And that's it. That's I've only driven in the country. So I do highway driving. That's cool. But so today I, I talked to my coworker, Cam, and I asked him if I could drive his beast home. His beast is like some old ass Saturn that like stinks of exhaust and it's a rust bucket on wheels and it just shouldn't be in existence anymore, but it's automatic and everybody else that I work with has a fucking standard. 
wow. Like, when did standards become cool again? Fucking hipsters everywhere. God damn it. All I work with is hipsters. Anyways. So Cam said that it was cool that I go and, you know, like, we, we always tease each other. We joke around and we play pranks on each other and stuff. And so I, I talked to him and I was like, man, like, I'm really nervous about driving. I'm already sweating. Like, I don't even really want to do it. I want to back out. Uh, can you just do me a favor? And if I do decide to do it, can you please not, like, be an asshole? And he said he wouldn't. And he didn't. I drove home. I there's I only went into the middle of the lane like on the lines once during this little windy road and I couldn't see any any lines I was going to say stripes holy fuck I need to go to bed couldn't see any stripes oh I almost did what the fuck anyway couldn't see it so I was in the middle of two lanes and he corrected me and he was very patient and very calm and very kind he's my age he's also 23 and uh, he's just an all-around cool guy. And now I actually feel a lot more confident in my driving. That, and I thought the road test was going to be like an hour. And I'm like stressing over it and literally losing sleep over it. Until I talked to everybody and they're like, yeah, it was like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour tops. So that's good. But yeah, yay for confidence boosting. Woo! Ah, and thus is my life. I will keep you updated with anything more interesting to say. I don't have anything interesting to say. This is the biggest part of my life, I'm telling you. Like, I don't do anything but work. I'm on my, I just finished my seventh shift in a row. Closes and opens mixed in together like a little party mix. And uh, tomorrow's my last day and then I get to go fucking get drunk in a hot tub with a husky. Yes, the dog, a husky. The dog's not getting, I, I'm getting, I'm getting drunk. Not, not the dog. Okay, I'm going to sit here awake and watch TV for the next five hours. <sighs> Take it easy. It's been Tails. Good work. Good work, Tails. God, you're on the ball. Getting shit done. That's what you are. You're a fucking machine. Look, I don't know that having a car downtown is ideal for you. It doesn't sound like it is. Could you, would your mom be mad if she sold the car? But then I guess she could just sell the car. Well, maybe you could keep the car and move. I, I'm not a life coach. I don't know if you can tell. I, I don't have my shit together. I shouldn't be offering any kind of advice to you. But I do think you should get your license. It's very important. Very important. And also you have to remember that you're going to have to pay for the insurance on the car. You're going to have to pay for the repairs on the car. It, cars are expensive to have. Quite expensive. But, I mean, if you could put it in storage maybe. I don't know how that works. Let me know. You get your license first and we'll talk. And you know what? Getting your license isn't that big a deal. The hardest thing I had to do was the parallel park. And I, I failed it. But at that time, you could fail the parallel and still pass the test. And you know what? I, I, don't, I think I've parallel parked my car, man, maybe 10 times in the 15 years since I got my license. Or is it longer than that? God, I'm old. Maybe it's been longer. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. I don't know why that's an essential skill. But I also know that I'll just drive further so I can, like, just park normally and not parallel park because fuck. Of course, you know, you're trying to do that and it's a crowded place because that's the reason you have to parallel park and I don't get it. But my girlfriend, she just like does it like so smooth. She doesn't even stop in between. It's really fucking annoying. Oh, God. Oh, you know what she said to me the other day? We were, um, it, we went to the farmer's market and I decided, I, you know, it's really funny what happens to your life when you get old. Um, we were at the farmer's market and the point of a farmer's market is to be a lesbian and be out. And there were lots of lesbians there, lots and lots and lots of them. And, uh, 
so we're there, whatever, right? And the whole point is local stuff, local produce, local plants, local jams and jellies, maybe a marmalade, if that piques your interest. And the produce, right? Local, everything local. So this guy comes in, he's got his like uh, white V-neck t-shirt on, really low, white sunglasses, white belt, and his uh, thong sandals, what do you call those, flip-flops? Men should not wear sandals. Oh, gross, men should just not. I have ugly feet. I keep my fucking socks on because no one needs that shit. And guys, like very, very few men, I'm talking like less than 5% of men have acceptable feet to be wearing sandals. Less than 5%. I've looked. I'm taking mental note. It's just gross. I don't want to eat around your feet. I don't. I just think it's really fucking gross, especially if they're really hairy hobbit feet with like weird toenails and shit. Just fucking cover that shit up. Anyway, so I'm like standing there and I keep in mind, I realize I am old and overweight and a mom and I'm dressed like a retard and I'm okay with that. So I was finally in a position of judgment. Finally. I mean, I'm always judging people, but this, <laughs> I can't even the hypocrisy of this whole statement. Anyway, so we're going up and I'm trying to find, um, Berkshire pork. I don't really know what that means, but it's like grass fred, free range, um, pork. Did I say beef? I think I said beef. Oh, God, what an endless stupid story. I'm like Grandpa Simpson. And we clipped an onion on our belt, because that's what you did in those. It's like, fuck, shut up. Get to the point, Grandpa. Okay, so this guy goes up to her, and he's like, um, to the lady at working at the pork uh, station. He's like, yeah, um, is there any produce here? And she just kind of looked at him, and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh, yeah, you're a smart one, you fucking moron. Like, what are you doing, man? There was snow on the ground here exactly a week ago today. What do you think there's going to be? Peaches and nectarines? You think you're going to find, like, a kumquat here, you fucking idiot? Of course there's no local produce yet. Uh. Anyway. I just needed to look down my nose at someone, and it's just so lame and pathetic that it was someone who was at a farmer's market, and this someone was young and healthy and in shape, and I, here I am like clutching my pearls about the fucking produce. Oh, I hate myself so much right now. I bet he can boost a car. Okay, let's just get the fuck away from me. Okay, now if you guys remember, we have another segment here from Heather. Do you remember Heather from last week? She's the lesbian who had the homophobic downstairs neighbor. Now what I should do to provide quality podcasting is I should listen to these segments beforehand. Maybe I think that's the way I should be doing this. What I do is usually... I mean, unless something really, really piques my interest, I will listen to it on the show. The problem with that is it takes a while for something to kind of settle in to my dumb brain. I get, uh, you know, frazzled. I was so excited because Heather would crank my podcast really loud quite early in the morning to irritate her neighbor, which I was so excited about that, knowing she had done that. And it made me like beam with pride that I forgot the obvious issues in her story. One of which being, if she's a little bit homophobic, Here's what I should have said to Heather, and I'm going to say it now. If your neighbor's a little bit homophobic, maybe. Let's just say she is, okay? You need to kill her with kindness. Like, making her uncomfortable by making out with your girlfriend in front of her, probably not the best move. Because it's just going to weird her out and make, make her think that all lesbians are, like, sex-starved lunatics, which we probably are. But it's not the best for... Um, you're kind of like an ambassador, you know? You've got your... You're, You've got to, you know, reach out the olive, extend the olive branch and said, hey, we're, you know, we're cool, man. We're cool. Just because I get my donut glazed all the time doesn't mean that we can't be friends because we're just normal people. Like, that's what you, you should really just try and just be like, hey, you know, we're like you, but better. 
that's what you need to express. So I had some time to think, and I think that perhaps not, as much as it pains me to say it, perhaps not using my shitty podcast as a means of um, lashing out at your neighbor, maybe it's not the best idea, okay? Because if somebody woke me up, like when my neighbor, uh, I did an episode called Won't You Be My Neighbor that you should all listen to, maybe go back and listen to that one, where my neighbor woke me up early in the morning after repeated repeatedly telling her to turn her fucking old lady music down. And you know what? Her doing it again and again, it didn't make me like her more, but it did make me want to punch her more. And Heather, you are not punchable. You're a very nice woman, I'd imagine. So I feel the fault is mine, okay? It's, I, just, I, took, I was so selfish and taking so much joy in you using my voice to irritate other people that I should have pointed out the obvious, and I'm doing that, okay? So my suggestion is that maybe you... Give her some, give her some food that are also euphemisms for vaginas. Okay, maybe you could do that because then you get a little giggle, and you get to give a little too, right? Okay, so here's here's what I've looked up. <clears throat> These are things you could you could drop by. Perhaps uh, some wet lettuce. Okay, I think that's a euphemism for vagina. I just looked up euphemisms for vaginas. Euphemisms for vagina. Uh, some bearded clams, perhaps. Steam those with some garlic, a little bit of white wine, uh, cherry pie. Okay, everybody knows the song? I think I've sung a lot this episode, so we don't need to, okay? Some roast beef sandwiches. I'm assuming that means your labia are a little bit darker. Less less on the pinky side, maybe more on the, or you, maybe a ham sandwich. I, I don't want to talk about vaginas anymore. I've had an, and some fish tacos. Now, I'm just saying, like, these are things you could do. Say, hey, you know, these, these are the foods of my people. Enjoy some and see how that goes over. And all if, if all else fails, chocolate chip cookies. Okay? All right. Okay. Great. Excellent. Excellent podcasting here. That's what you're welcome. Okie dokie then. All right. Okay. No need to get nasty. Free show. Okay? So let's hear more from Heather. I feel better that I've that I've, you know, maybe done something that could potentially help Heather, potentially. I mean, unless this chick is a psycho fucking bitch, in which case we'll reevaluate, because I think she might be a little bit crazy. But assuming she's not, and you can talk her out of being a homophobe, why not try, you know? Give a little bit. Give a little bit of yourself to her. Wait, yourself to me? <sighs> hey, Sandra, what's up? It's Heather. Hey, I wanted to thank you for um, letting my story be heard about my homophobic little biatch of a neighbor, Jane. She still persists in driving me crazy. Um, you know, there were a couple of minor details I didn't mention in my last story that I sent you, but I think they're good details. One of them being that I live above this woman, which I mentioned. However, I didn't mention that when I do listen to your podcast at an, you know, annoyingly loud volume, I keep my speaker on the floor just to make sure that the person living below me, a.k.a. the homophobe, can hear what I'm listening to as loudly and as clearly as possible. And my floors are hardwood floors, which means that mm, sound travels a little more easily, I think. And the placement of my speaker when I usually crank your podcast is pretty much right above her bedroom. So I thought I should add those details in, but still, nonetheless, I think it was a proud moment for your podcast that I could annoy her with your podcast. So I thank you for that. Um, 
And you mentioned in your last episode, too, about me, you know, hoping that I would would not be shot by her. And I have to tell you, I think that the odds are probably in my favor that it's safe to say I will not get shot. And I say that only because this chick is just stupid. <clears throat> I mean, dumb as a box of rocks, stupid. Like, no common sense stupid. Give you an example. I have these two huge trash bins outside of my house where we put our trash so that it can be set out every week for the trash guy. One of them is labeled in huge letters, recycling. The other one is garbage for obviously a trash, you know, trash in general, right? So I'd say at least maybe twice a week when I take my garbage out, I will open the garbage, the garbage can, and in it is always a pile of recycling. I mean, so how can somebody miss that? I don't know. It seems pretty damn basic to me. So all that to say that if a chick can't figure out where, you know, she can't differentiate between what's garbage and what's recycling, I think I'm pretty safe to say that I won't be shot because I don't think she could operate a shotgun. Or if she did, she'd shoot herself or, I don't know, maybe shoot herself in the foot. Who the hell knows? So I appreciate your concern, although you'd be even more famous if I did get shot for blasting your podcast, which would be good for you. Probably not good for me, but I'd kind of be famous, maybe, like as a byproduct of the shooting. But there's probably better ways for me to become known, um, aside from being killed by my neighbor. So anyway, uh, let's see. When you had listened to my story... Uh, graciously let other people listen to the story. I had mentioned to you that within, I mentioned to you within that story that I had another story for you, um, being that I am a lesbian and I was married to a guy. And, you know, that's, that does, that does raise a lot of eyebrows, I guess, or at least it did, it did for a while. Um, because people wonder, you know, people see me with my kids and I have these three pretty amazing little people. My son is nine and then my girls are eight and six and they go to a Catholic school, which, well, that's that's another story. I think it's as liberal of a Catholic school as a Catholic school can be. So that is basically a bonus. But... Um, people are confused, you know, I'm, I definitely look gay, I'm, I'm not like a totally, I wouldn't say that I'm really butch, I'm probably more androgynous, but without a shadow of a doubt, I know that I consider myself to be someone who at a glance looks to be gay, and I'm proud of that fact. So my story of how I ended up, you know, being married to a guy, it was actually in a 10-year marriage. I thought a lot about that, and I thought, how could I tell this story in a way that <laughs> would would make someone be able to understand it, but it would be kind of concise, and it would make sense. So without giving you, you know, every detail, I had this idea that the best way for me to explain how I, myself, this present-day lesbian, was married to a guy... I think the best way to explain it to you is through an analogy. And this analogy was just kind of dropped into my head, so I would like to share it with you. So I'm going to use the analogy of 
vehicles. And what I will tell you is that I have known that I am a lesbian for my entire life since I was a little kid. There's no doubt about that. And so I came out when I was 18. I was out as a lesbian to everyone in my family. I went to college and spent those four years dating women. And I met my ex-husband when I was about 23. And I guess um, I'll get back to the analogy in a minute, but the best way to explain, I think, how I became a lesbian, how I was a lesbian who ended up married to a guy would be... um, There are stories of women that they are straight women and they date a series of total asshole guys. Like they get burned by men and they hate them and they don't hate men, but they just get to a point of disgust and say like, you know, I'm, I'm just done. They write off men, but they know that they're still heterosexual and them writing off men is really just a superficial kind of a thing because of a temporary maybe hurt or just complete dissatisfaction with the guys, the asshole guys they may be dated. So I see myself as that in reverse. Um, I dated, definitely didn't pick the best mates to be with or the women mates. I mean, who says that? (laughs) Didn't pick the best women to be with as, you know, girlfriends. I wouldn't even call them partners. Just, I was just, I was dating women who are nuts, basically. I mean, it's that simple. I was basically a raging alcoholic in college and, you know, it was fun, but I picked some winners, let me tell you. So the analogy I'm going to give you is this. At one point in time, let's say that I had the opportunity to drive this awesome car. I had a Ferrari. So imagine somebody who's pretty young, maybe, you know, 18 years old, and I've somehow end up driving a Ferrari. I mean, wow, what what an amazing thing. But like any college kid, I was completely irresponsible with it. You know, I didn't appreciate what I had, and I took it for granted. And the thing is, to drive a car like a Ferrari, such an amazing car, I had a trade-off that I had to deal with. Um, And so in this analogy, I'm sure you've guessed now that the Ferrari would equate to a woman. So when I was driving this Ferrari, here's what the trade-off looked like. I had to always worry about it. I found myself always preoccupied. You know, I was worried about things like, where do I park this Ferrari? (laughs) Where do I leave it? What if I leave it in the parking lot and somebody keys it or it gets a ding? You know, and then it cost me more money to insure it. I'm getting speeding tickets because I'm not being responsible with it. And I'm just like in over my head with this Ferrari. It's consuming me. You know, I'm preoccupied with it. And I get to a point where I have like no inner peace because I'm an owner of this Ferrari. I love this Ferrari. When I drive it, it's amazing. I feel amazing. It turns heads. You know, I am the shit when I'm driving this car. But it was only feeling good to me when I was driving it. I was tormented by all the other things I mentioned when I wasn't driving it. So one day, I just get to a breaking point. I'm like, you know, I can't take this stress of this car and what it's doing to my life. It's it's consuming me. And so right at the time, the exact moment in my life when I was feeling like I had to get rid of this Ferrari. It's just more trouble than it's worth. It's an amazing car. I just can't do it anymore. Across my path is basically handed to me 
a Honda Accord. So it's way more practical and it's cheaper and it, it comes at the perfect time. And it comes to me when I'm at my lowest point in feeling like I'm consumed, you know, with the, the burden of this Ferrari ownership. So for me to get the Honda Accord makes sense in every way. I, you know, I tell myself it's a Honda, so the engine's going to run for a long time. I'm not emotionally attached to it. So for all intents and purposes, you know, it was just a practical platonic affinity that I had towards this car. You know, it was just, there's nothing more to it. It was just like the mature practical thing to do to move out of the space I was in with this Ferrari obsession that was taking me over. And so the main thing to note about the switch in vehicles that I made <laughs> is that it was a decision that I made out of wanting to be done with the Ferrari because the Ferrari was too much. So it was not a decision that I made from the standpoint of wanting to begin driving a Honda Accord, if that makes sense. So I have more to this analogy, but I've been talking for a long time. I will continue it later. And when I do continue it, I think that the second leg of this analogy will completely pull together for you how it is that a lesbian like me ended up in a 10-year marriage having three kids and now is out again as a lesbian so to be continued thanks hey sandra what's up it's heather hey one thing i wanted to tell you that i left out of my story when i was talking about women who are um totally fed up with guys because they've dated these sort of asshole-ish guys and they've just gotten to their wits end with the male population. I said that I was that in reverse, but the important point that I left out is that those women who date these um, asshole-ish guys for a period of time end up saying to themselves, well, let me just see what a woman is about. And they end up being with a woman and it's like, okay, it's not offensive. It's not bad. It's not good. It just is. But they never stop being heterosexual because they are interested in men. So I forgot to make that point that I was that in reverse, meaning that I had dated this long string of complete, completely crazy women who made my life more complicated than it needed to be, that I was that in reverse, meaning that I thought, well, let me just see what happens. So thought I'd let you know the rest of the story. Thanks. Bye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited to see this whole story run its course because I'm uh, very close-minded. I've been the kind of lesbian who's only, re well, I've dated a couple guys like many moons ago, like years and years and years ago. And it just felt uh, really gross and weird. And because of that, because I've been so lucky to know that I'm, you know, someone after, say, a fur burger... Um, also another suggestion, Heather, for you to find a way to make fur burger happen for your neighbor. Just think maybe you could, maybe you could poke rice into a hamburger patty and then bake that. I don't know. We'll just, we'll work something out you and I separately. Okay. And I've been so, um, I really do think lucky because there's been no wavering really. Once I figured out who, you know, that I was gay, I never thought it would be easier to date a guy really like I'd never would I guess maybe I've thought it's been easier but I'd never would do it because I'd rather just be dead 
Sorry if you're a guy, if that's offensive. But I'm sure straight guys feel the same way about dating other guys. Like they'd just rather be celibate if that was the only option. And it's kind of made me a stuck up mean lesbian because there's so many different ways to be gay. There's so many different ways to be a human being. So I just always felt like I had to be really staunch and like almost aggressive with my homosexuality because I've always been told, oh, you haven't found the right guy yet. Oh, if I would have got to you first, you wouldn't be gay. All this stuff. I've had to fight against stuff like that for so long that I kind of became angry with like the bisexuals and the lesbians who kind of could could marry a man for 10 years. And I felt angry with them because they were making it harder for me to live my life because I'm not flexible. And to me, like, to me being a lesbian, sorry, for me being a lesbian means no gray area. There's no part of me that looks at a man with anything other than admiration. There's no sexual feelings. I couldn't tolerate sleeping with a man. For, well, he probably couldn't either. Let's face facts. Do you want me to text you a picture of me in my sports bra? Yeah, no, you don't. Anyway, so I became angry at that sect of gay people, gay women, because they were just making my life more irritating. Like, oh, well, my, my cousin's buddy's friend is a lesbian. She fucked a guy for fucking 15 years. Guess she's not that gay. And it, it almost, I almost feel like it like lessened who I was as a person. I know it's such a stupid thing to say. Oh, I'm running on reserve battery power. I've got to snap this up. So here's the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is I'm trying to like learn from other ex people, other people's experiences because my experience isn't everyone's. And this show isn't just me, which is great. I love having other people's voices on here. And I did a show, oh, what was it called? Gray Area, it was called. And uh, just go listen to that one because it, it, that's this subject comes up again in that show as well. And I get pretty defensive about being strictly homosexual. And I think I needed that kind of slap in the face because there, is, there isn't just one way to be gay. And someone making, someone being bisexual doesn't make me any less gay. I realize that. But what it does is like, I don't know, it makes it like harder for, harder for straight guys to realize that lesbians don't want dick because bisexual women are bisexual and they could entertain either. And labels, I need labels to get through life. And sometimes labels are detrimental. So I don't know. Anyway, I'm really glad Heather's sharing this with us because everyone needs to hear these stories, right? Like it's an important thing to share because there's more than one way to be gay. And that's what I'm trying to learn. And people like Heather are definitely helping because there's a stigma to me. I feel it. I'm biased towards towards bisexuals. I am. I know I am. And I'm fighting against it. And so stories like Heather's are really, uh, they're going to help open my eyes and open my mind because it's, it's stupid. It's stupid. My harboring a tiny resentment for people who are just being who they really are is kind of a shitty move. So I'm really glad that Heather's been generous enough to share her story with us. And I'm really excited to hear that proceed. And maybe just maybe it'll chip away some of the fucking cunty McCunterson I've been uh, carrying around for so many years. I just hate having to defend my life to someone who obviously doesn't understand and it drives me insane. Okay, all right. And by defend my life to someone who doesn't understand, I mean roughneck macho guys. Okay, just, uh, no one ever, you know what, nobody ever questions a heterosexual man's sexuality, but my sexuality gets questioned quite frequently and it's just irritating. Like just take it at face value. 
<laughs> okay, that's about it. Um, my head hurts now. I don't know. What, I don't even know what the fuck just happened here. I need. I need a nap. I'm skipping my nap to do the show with you guys. You owe me. Okay, change of address sixty nine at gmail.com. If you, much like Heather and Tails, would like to submit something, that's where you get me at. And uh, Facebook.com, the change of address Facebook page, you can like that. You can friend me on Facebook, Sandra D. Sanchez, Twitter, same as uh, the first. And put us in your favorites on Stitcher. Leave an iTunes review for the love of Christ. Please, I need a reason to live. Uh, I don't know. I guess that's it. I guess that's it. I'm sorry if none of this made any sense. I just get emotional. You know, my emotions get the better of me. All right, well, I don't know what else. Oh, you know what? There's one more thing I want to talk about. I really got another look at the Bruce Jenner photos, and it's occurred to me, yes, airbrushing. Oh, God, did they airbrush the shit out of her. Holy fuck. I need, I need those photographers, because good God, they'd make me look like a fucking million bucks. And not only did they go for the Marilyn Monroe stuff, but they also kind of dressed her like she should be on the cover of a romance novel, like this really corsety, boob-pushy, uppy thing, like no sleeves it's like she should be like she looked like she should be <laughs> sitting on the mast of a boat you know looking longingly out to the sea for her pirate husband to come back or or another option is caitlin jenner could be uh could be on her knees reaching up to a shirtless muscled man that's she basically looks like she should be on the cover of a romance novel okay yeah okay that's probably pretty cunty and i don't care Okay, because it's true. Look at the photos. She does look good, though. Really, really fucking airbrushed, but she does look good. I'll give her that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's it. Are you going to call me later, then? Well, I'm kind of busy. Yeah, mammogram. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how I'm going to get through it. God, I don't want to take my mom for a mammogram. I just don't. I just. I promise myself I will never, ever, Malcolm will never, ever have to take me for a mammogram. Never, ever, ever. That's the one thing I can do for him. Oh, man. Okay, well, say a little prayer for me, because I'm going to need it. It's going to be a rough one. Okay, I'll, 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 I'll keep you up, up to date on that. Uh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll call you and let you know how that goes. Okay, bye.